Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality with your host, me, Aliyah Lovely. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some of the shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and new discoveries and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up about what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Hey guys, and welcome to Spiritual Shit. Today, I'm super excited to bring forth um, two girls that I love and adore. Um, Emma Zek is a writer and a trauma-informed spiritual teacher who focuses on self-love, recovery from trauma, family dysfunction, toxic relationships, and societal programming. And Kylie Zek is a certified occupational therapy assistant who focuses on holistic healing and integrating the mind, body, and soul connection. I'm super excited to bring both of these girls to you because today we are talking about the body, body image, body self-love. We're talking about disease. We're talking about trauma and how to become a more embodied and self-loved person. So, hey guys. Hi. Hi. Super stoked to be here. Yeah. yeah. The first podcast ever, so <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> no concessions yet. Kylie is actually very, very well-spoken, so. Um. <laughs> so we're super excited. So let's um, let's start with you, Emma. We're going to get into, um, mm-hmm. first I would love to hear a little bit, uh, snippets of you guys' background, so our listeners can know a little bit more about you guys and where you're coming from, and then we'll kind of get more into some questions and deep into this discussion like we normally do because these girls are are woke like (laughs) it's gonna get lit here I'm really excited about it yeah so um hi I'm Emma um my name is Emma Zek um I am first and foremost I would call myself um a writer I have found um just a lot of solace and freedom um just in sharing my story and expressing myself um so a little bit about my background I come from a very highly, highly dysfunctional family, um, had a very traumatic upbringing, um, very traumatic teenage years, very traumatic adulthood up until the point that I decided to, um, essentially change my life for lack of better words. And so I, excuse me, I have become very passionate about trauma and how it can affect the body, how it can affect, um, the way we think, the way we see the world, the way we see ourselves, the way we see others, basically how it affects, um, every, every aspect of our lives. And so my childhood, like I said, was very traumatic. My family was very dysfunctional and that brought a lot of trauma in my life. And so I basically have just dealt with a lot of um, just mental things such as anxiety or body dysmorphia or depression or um, just a lot of really, really unhealthy ways of thinking, ways of being because of the way that I was programmed and the way that I grew up. And so I sort of have started this spiritual awakening, for lack of better words, um, just because those are good words. Yeah, those are good words. Um, I forget that I'm like actually talking to an audience that will know what the fuck I'm saying. So spiritual awakening, we can all really understand what that is. Um, and so I've started this spiritual awakening process because I was just in a really horrible place, um, mentally and, and physically. I was, I feel like I was at war with my body. 
um, at war with, with, with myself, if you will. And so I got to this point where I was just like, either I need to change or I can't fucking live this way anymore. And so I, yeah, I just started this, this really beautiful, really painful, um, uncomfortable process of just sort of unwinding all of the, all of the shit that I was dealt, all of the programming that I, um, was given by my family and by, um, people that I grew up around. And so, yeah, I've, I've been evolving pretty rapidly, um, ever since I started this process, which was, um, not even a year ago. So Mm -hmm. it's been pretty wild. Yeah. All right. And Kylie? Yeah. So I actually married into that dysfunctional family. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, I would do it all over again though. Um, if it has gotten to me where I am today, then I would do it all over again. Um, I can't look at you when I talk because I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, like, nobody can up. see our faces. Oh, you'll hear it in my voice. <laughs> and it's not like a pretty cry. <laughs> um, no, so I I met the Zek family 11 years ago, actually. And I started dating Alec, uh, my husband, which is Emma's brother, um, 11 years ago. And... Um, a little background of me, apart from that family, I was sick growing up all the time. Um, turns out that I had been dealing with uh, rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, and I wasn't really diagnosed until the age of 18. And that was, you know, up and down, uh, in and out of doctors, trial and error with all these types of medications. Um, and then it kind of evolved into... a dietary thing that we, so, okay, let me give you a little background on that. (laughs) So, um, part of the dysfunction in the family, uh, we started, we had the awesome opportunity to be introduced into a better diet, um, because of everything that we were going through. We were like, well, what's going on? You know, for a lot of part of the, I I don't want to speak on other people's trauma in our family Mm -hmm. because I, it's not my place to share. Um, but we were introduced to dietary changes and that really, really, um, that's when we started to look into holistic health Mm -hmm. really, um, without really getting into the trauma piece yet. Mm -hmm. We were like, okay, well, you know, maybe this will really help our, this will fix us, (laughs) you know? And we really did change a lot of our diet. And, um, it was my mother-in-law who started first. And then my husband was like, come on, you, if she could do it, you know, you could try this too. And then I just did this basically whole 30 diet. I don't know if anybody else yeah. has mm-hmm. heard of it, but, um, it radically changed the way I was feeling. Um, and so that's when we really started to get into holistic health. Mm-hmm. And then this trauma has just unfolded in our lives within the past couple of years. We, I mean, we didn't know we were living in a trauma, you know, situation, um, And then once I've been awakening to that, it's been really awesome because, you know, what part of what I think I am here for is to help others. You know, growing up, I was always like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up, but I want to help somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been always been passionate about. And now learning from my own through experience, through um, health and what food can do to the body and what trauma can do to the body. I've really been able to implement that with my patients and future clients. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I want to go with that. So Mm -hmm. it's really exciting, but you know, in turn, I've been able to really start kind of awakening like Emma said, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if this whole trauma experience just 
you know, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. that I'm, I was supposed to meet Alec. I was supposed to meet this family and somehow just, it has, this whole experience has catapulted me into this awakening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're the really, catalysts. Yes. Well, yes. Like, what's crazy is, is that, I mean, as you guys talk about trauma and everything that you've kind of gone through, um, it's in addition to all of the things that women have to go through with their bodies anyway, mm-hmm. periods, mm-hmm. birth, like all of the other changes that happen and then having to observe from a holistic perspective mm-hmm. and a spiritual perspective, what it is that causes um, this es- essentially like cognitive dissonance with our bodies yeah. and how we separate ourselves from them. So um, I do want to talk on our first half about like self-love mm-hmm. and us getting into what that is. And so a lot of women, a lot of men struggle with it too, but mm-hmm. we're more familiar with women kind of being like really bad to their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we eat, the way that we restrict ourselves from being mm-hmm. able to eat, um, what's healthy for us and what's healthy for our mind body connection. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to hear you guys speak more about the mind body connection because what's missing in a lot of like dietary and uh, exercise programs and things is the, the misinformation that's kind of being given that doesn't facilitate a healthy perspective for the mind Mm -hmm. of women who are dealing with particular traumas or men as well. Sorry. Um, But we're talking women today. So I'm going to say women, (laughs) sorry, Um, (laughs) but in particular, because there, there seems to be a missing link when it mm-hmm. comes to like obviously hormones are an issue and our, our our diets and stuff like that but when we talk about trauma the stress response adrenal mm-hmm. glands going out like um just hormone influxes and things like that and how the mind will affect the way that our body responds to mm-hmm. diet and exercise or other things and how it doesn't it doesn't move so we beat ourselves up because we're not getting the results that we want without mm-hmm. looking deeper inside of that so i'd love to hear you guys kind of go back and forth about that yeah. You want to start? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely it is not black and white. So mm-hmm. it's not all just diet, which we have learned because yeah. initially that's what we thought. Oh, well, we're feeling this way because we eat like shit. <laughs> well, no, it's not so black and white. It's definitely both. And you have to pay attention to um, first and foremost, which is something that I struggle with daily is being centered because when I'm centered, that's when I can filter out okay, what is my body trying to tell me? Did I eat something that's making me feel off? Which when I do eat something, my body immediately responds with inflammation. And that's just how the nature of having autoimmune diseases are. But we've also learned that toxic relationships or people can have the same effect. Mm. Um, But if you're not in your centered spot where you're like, okay, what is my body trying to tell me? Um, Then it is very difficult to decipher what is the root of the issue, but it also can, can you tell people how to get, what do you mean by centered? Okay. So when I say centered, I mean, Emma and I always kind of joke about this. Like growing up, I would have these realization moments where you're like looking in the mirror and you're like, wow, I'm in this bitch. Like, <laughs> I, here I am. I'm in this body and this, this is my hands touching my face. And then you like look at your hands and you're like, what the Whoa. fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I still have those. Things. So Same. when I mean, when I mean being centered, I mean like kind of having that um, awareness moment where you're like, okay, I am in this body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't really start trying to do those exercises until um, I read the book, You Are a Badass. I don't mm, know if you've ever yeah. read that book. Jen Cicero. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. And she has like this really good way of putting it to kind of recenter yourself is imagine you're an alien coming down to this body for the first time. Mm -hmm. And you're looking out with these eyes and you're like kind of observing everything. And so that's a really good way that I center myself. But once you are centered, that's when I think what, what, which is really hard to do if you don't know, like, mm -hmm. you know, most of our daily life is run off our subconscious or unconscious, which is like 90 to 95% of our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we're running off of these subconscious behaviors and programming, like Emma was kind of touching on that um, you don't know. And you're like, oh yeah, oh wait. It's kind of like when you have those moments when you're driving home and you're like, holy shit, what did I pass a red light like yeah I just drive through a red light and you're I on autopilot. autopilot um yeah I do that a lot so when I'm centered that's when I could be like okay so did I eat something funky that made me uh, awareness yeah okay so like when I'm in awareness that's when I could be like okay did I eat something mm -hmm. what did I put in my body or who did I interact with and mm -hmm. definitely something that I've learned is that I'm an empath and uh, I could feel people's, people's energy so easily now, mm -hmm. especially after changing my diet. Mm -hmm. um, I can feel people's energy and how greatly I'm affected by that. Um, I feel like I lost the question that you No, asked. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like asking about like, I mean, it's interesting when we talk about the body and we think about it. I always say that um, the body is a vehicle. We chose mm -hmm. this vehicle to kind mm -hmm. of come into. And so when you speak about being an empath and how much energy we're absorbing from other people mm -hmm. constantly. And like, when you think about when you get centered and you're like, who the fuck did I talk to today? That made me feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And affects your body physiologically. Absolutely. Um, even when it comes to, when it comes to dating, like just even sleeping around and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not a prude, but like, who, who did you let into your energy body? Literally oh, into yeah. your womb that can affect you spiritually, like mm -hmm. can affect you mentally and emotionally and even physically. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I think it's really interesting. I've always thought about just the, um, like psycho spiritual aspect of like autoimmune issues. And it's interesting because if you look at the root of an autoimmune issue, um, which is what Kylie and I, I don't know, do you have any autoimmune issues, Leah? Yeah, no, not autoimmune. Okay. I have some like PCOS and endometriosis. Okay. But... There's a lot of women who have autoimmune issues. Um, and if you really look at it, autoimmune is when um, the body is a, essentially attacking a part of itself mm -hmm. because they think your body thinks um, it's a foreign substance. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's interesting. I once heard that, um, if you grow up with a parent who hates you, <laughs> which is kind of a weird way to put it, um, or if you grow up with a really abusive parent who didn't instill a sense of self-love in you, or even if your parent wasn't abusive and maybe was really neglectful or maybe um, really didn't like themselves either, and so they sort of program that into you, um, oftentimes those are the people that have autoimmune issues. And it really makes sense from like a spiritual level because those um, you're, when you have autoimmune, like I said, your body is essentially attacking itself. And so it's like the, the mind is at war with the body. Mm -hmm. And I just, um, read a book with, uh, or that Bruce Lipton wrote, excuse me. Um, mm -hmm. it's called the biology of belief. And I thought it was super, super interesting what he said in there. It's just that, um, our like whole, our whole medical world and our whole entire like science um, world, if you will, that has been um, like indoctrinated in our schools and stuff like that. Um, we believe that genes create um, our, 
our our reality, for mm-hmm. lack of better words. Um, but it's really that our environments can affect our genes. And so, like, if our environments or if our if our genes are in a healthy environment, are they in an environment that's like loving and kind and not abusive and not toxic or traumatic, um, then our our genes will essentially thrive. And so I feel like just to bring it back to the self-love part, I feel like it's really, really important to, to set in loving yourself to make sure that you're in, not in a toxic environment. Cause like, for example, um, growing up, like I really hated myself and I hated everything that I was. I thought there was something inherently really, really wrong with me. And I try, I sort of started, um, like unlearning all this stuff at a young age. Like I was, um, I was in a lot of toxic religious programs, but this one specifically, um, it was called Young Life. And actually it's the only religious program that I like actually have really fond memories from. And a couple of my leaders there were like teaching about self-love and stuff like that. Um, and so I started trying to implement those things in my life, but they, they weren't really working because of the environment that I was in. So I was like trying to force this, this self-love on myself, but it really wasn't, um, I, I showed no change because I was still in such a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And then you probably shamed yourself. Like, why can't I love myself? Yes. Yeah, like because... what, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, yeah. I still don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I love myself. Well, it's because I was being abused by my family members. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. that the two really, they, yeah, they just have to go together. I feel like you can't really have one without the other. Because yeah. also, if, if you truly do love yourself, then you wouldn't be in those toxic environments. Obviously, after you have the awareness. After you have the awareness. Yes. And after, I mean, if you're young, if you're really young, it's yeah. hard to have any control over 100%. that. 100%. But as, you're, as an adult and you have more control over that to not put, continue to put yourself in those types of situations or be attracted to that, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Because on a, on a bodily level, we become more attracted to even our, the things that are causes our trauma. Yeah. 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 Well, actually I was just thinking how I am 27 years old and I didn't even know that self-love was a thing Mm. until this past year. Yeah. Like this is something that's not being taught at Mm. a young age, which is something that should be the first thing Mm. you learn Mm -hmm. or no, that's the thing that I'm really learning is that little kids that's why they say oh acts like a little kid because they just are fully in their environment and fully in them who who they are mm-hmm. until, until all they these people come in and tell them who they're not supposed to be mm-hmm. that's when they create the false self and mm-hmm. the ego and all that stuff which is probably a whole other conversation but um i didn't know that self-love was a thing like mm-hmm. oh like i should love myself i should care about yeah. what i put in my body yeah. or what i put on my body or who I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to touch on what Emma was saying. Um, you're talking about, you know, genetic makeup and all that stuff. It always goes back to me for me is nature versus nurture. And I've really learned that nurture is in my opinion, this is just my opinion. Nurture, I think is way bigger than nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning like whatever your environment is, like you were saying, will always win. If you, if you, if you come down to, you know, your genes, it's what we do to them, the environment, including the food or the, including the people or, you know, the products that we use or stuff that you're exposed to, it will tell how your genes to express. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really interesting that you brought that up because, because I feel like genes are malleable. 
Like, yeah, I, I say, I say, I feel, and people who are listening to this who are of the science world are like, um, I think Gosh. like you should kind of look at that. But it's, <laughs> these are not malleable, but neuroplasticity is a thing. Mm-hmm. The yes. brain can change itself mm-hmm. and you and your conscious mind with your subconscious can change your subconscious as well. So there is, I love Joe Dispenza. Oh, I've talked about him already on this show. Um, I listened to him last night, actually, that thing that you said. Yeah, that yes. video. So yeah. Cool. But there's like, um, there, there is the ability for us to be able to override that programming. Yeah. And so unfortunately we've been kind of told, well, like for instance, my mom told me when I was younger, I was maybe five or six and she says, Oh, I'm so sorry. You got my body. You're always going to struggle with your weight. And I thought, wow, as an adult looking at that now, I'm like, that's stuck. That's stuck. And that was part of my programming. So what, what happened? I've always struggled with my weight. It is almost near impossible for me to override that thought that this is something that's going to be a part of my gene system. But my other sisters don't like have problems with their weight as much, you know, like there's just different structures physiologically for for different programming. And as a parent, I know that's hard because you just don't know what's going to stick. Not everything sticks. Sometimes they say something and just roids right off your back when other things that really like Mm -hmm. make a difference that stuck for me. So that my own for us, well, so my background, as far as my body goes, like I've just, I've had uh, eating disorders for like, 10 year spans, you know, Mm -hmm. so like started off in middle school and I changed schools and I went to, um, you know, essentially changed from the, the, the kids that I knew from kindergarten. And when I went to sixth grade, I went to an all white school. And so then there's all these really thin blonde women that are there or girls and, um, and not fitting in already because of the whole race thing, but then right. also being a chubby little girl who didn't know that I was supposed to shave my legs by now and didn't wear makeup and like had braces. So, um, so being in that kind of setting or whatever, what do I do to need to do to fit in? And the only thing that I could control, I couldn't control my curly hair. I couldn't control my braces or, you know, other things like that. So it was like, I can control my weight. So mm. it sent me in the spiral of this, this paradigm of thinking um, you know, like discipline, um, the, the, the traits that are desirable are from people who look this way. And so me trying to fit and acclimate and assimilate into this particular group of people by looking a certain way. So within a year, I don't know, I probably lost like 40 pounds and like, and I started running track, which I didn't even enjoy like that much. Um, actually happenstance happened to be good at it, but, um, started running track, doing two a day workouts, like getting up in the morning, not eating all day, like just, getting into that pattern and I destroyed my body. Like my hormones are all fucked now. Um, and a lot of women who are struggling with a lot of hormone problems now as a result of having an eating disorder in your developmental years was you're starting to change things. And so thus I have not been able to change that gene programming because that thought got to the deep depth of that foundation. It got embedded. So now having to reprogram that now that my hormones are all all over the place. So Anyway, but back to self-love, the fact that we don't even know what self-love actually is. Mm-hmm. And that's that, like, that's a thing because even when we talk about, like we had in our, another episode, we we're talking about religion um, and how with it was, it was, we were taught not to love ourselves. You are nobody. You are just lowly, whoever. So spirit comes in and is like, eh, sorry, that's not right. Like mm-hmm. you, you actually are the universe embodying mm-hmm. <laughs> a body to have this experience through yourself. So you're actually, you're actually God. Yeah. So, like, yeah. no, I like love that. Ability I was, that, like, yeah, I was gonna bring in the religion piece just because that's like what I grew up in. Um, and it was, God, I remember, like, it self love is all is, is sinful yeah. in in at least the religious context that I grew up in. Um, yes, it's very conceited and it's prideful, and it's not about what what we want or what we think about ourselves. It's about what God thinks about ourselves, and I just. 
Oh, I feel like that is religion in a lot of contexts. I can't, I can't speak to everybody because I know that religion does serve some people, but at least the uh, religious um, programs and such that I have observed are just so toxic when it comes to self-love because that I believe self-love is the foundation for our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it affects every single decision that we make. Like it affects it affects how we love others. Yes. 100%. If you don't love yourself, you're not going yeah. out and loving other people. 100%. Like. And so I feel like it's even come down to like, we're not in like an obsessive compulsive way where I'm like, oh, well, I shouldn't eat this because blah, blah, blah. It just comes down to like even what you eat in the mornings. You're mm-hmm. like, am I going to have um, fucking chocolate for breakfast or am I going to eat like a healthy nurturing breakfast? What's the more self-loving thing to do? Sometimes chocolate is a self-loving thing to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it like comes it down to those minuscule decisions and I feel like when we when we are when we grow up with parents who didn't again they don't they didn't even have to be abusive but parents who didn't instill a sense of self-love and self-worth or perhaps didn't love themselves 100% and that's always what it comes down to is if your parents didn't you're watching that that. yeah absolutely um that it just really sets people up to just have have really hard lives Mm -hmm. for for lack of better terms you know and it's just, yeah, it's just, I feel like it always starts in childhood because where else would it start? Yeah, you know? Right. So that's where all the programming begins. Yeah. 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 Now you were bursting over there for a second. Like, what were you going to uh, say? I think we were, you were talking about how those words that your mom had said um, got embedded into you. And um, we store our thoughts and our memories are literally in our cells mm-hmm. and our cellular memories. And, Therefore, everything that you've experienced, even on a subconscious level, you don't remember is stored in our body Mm -hmm. somewhere Mm -hmm. or everywhere. And I think that's a lot of where my or people's pain can come from is from Mm -hmm. traumatic events or chronic pain. Yeah, Yeah. chronic pain. Energy, we know energy can be stored in the body. Mm -hmm. Memories, you know, stored as images in our cells which is cells literally make up our body. Yeah. So when people have chronic pain, I'm more, you know, when I'm working with a patient or a client, I'm also thinking, you know, okay, you don't have to share your trauma experience with me, traumatic experience with me. Um, but if you've, if you've been through something traumatic or if you have been going through a tough time, know that is also part of probably why you're hurting so mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily for a case of an injury, but, that's something I've really learned with my healing because um, I've had fibromyalgic pain a lot. And, you know, is that connected to lupus and this or rheumatoid arthritis? You know, it's all kind of really gray area for me. Mm-hmm. But um, and definitely diet has a lot to do with it, but also stored energy. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is my self-love mm-hmm. that I need to work on, mm-hmm. like something that I have struggled with. And I didn't even realize until this year, I was like, wow, I really hate myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, you know, it was kind of like a vicious cycle. Like, I feel like crap. Like, I don't want to get out of bed because I feel like crap. And therefore, I hate myself. Mm-hmm. And that, So it was like a really vicious cycle of like, I feel like crap. I look like crap. Therefore, I am crap. And so it's just it's a war. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Which is crazy because if you guys saw these girls, they don't have faces made for radio. They have faces made for TV. <laughs> they're so fucking beautiful. Thank and you. Stupid. So I'm just saying. Like, they're like pretty hot, like, sit a group of girls here. <laughs> um, that sort of reminds me of this study. I'm sure you guys have heard, like, the plant study that yes, somebody did. Yes, I was thinking have about you that heard of it? Oh, my God, this shit yes. is crazy. 
So basically, like, and I'm, I may butcher this, I may leave out some details, but the gist of it is that, like, um, there's, like, I guess there's two plants mm-hmm. in a room, and this person is doing an experiment and, like, just completely obliterates one plant with its words. Oh, no, I have heard yes. of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure other people have heard well, of this, Well, it's too. like the water study, too. The, uh, yeah, how Kyoto, the... Or- what is the guy's name? Makasa. I don't know who did it. Yes, honestly. but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. basically, um, he just like just rips this plant a new one with uh-huh. his words, and then words obviously like would invoke an energetic response um, or an energetic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Imprintation. So, yes, imprintation essentially into the plant, and so that that plant is just like struggling, like it's dying and stuff, and then the other one. Um, this person like speaks really positive words too, and like puts out good vibes and good energy to it and the plant like thrives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're living beings. I mean, like, I mean, as we are, but if you think about the human body or you think about any living organism, we are like data banks. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for instance, how do you remember how to eat every day? You don't like, how do you remember how to drive? You don't like you, you store that memory up and you get to this certain level to be able to do these tasks and your body holds those memories. Mm -hmm. So we're essentially like a heart, like a hard drive, right? Like we just, we program Mm -hmm. the hard drive to do a certain thing and then we're able to do it. So how do we learn how to walk? We would program one or two, like, or however long, how old are kids when they walk one? Um, (laughs) I don't have children. Okay. Um, So anyway, so there was, there's there, we are these memory banks. So what if we're, we're starting with our life and um, we're, if we're starting with our life at a very young age, already telling ourselves that you're not good at this, you're not like good enough for this, or you hate yourself this, or your thighs are too fat, or whatever the thing is, you're programming that to store that memory. So when it comes to chronic pain and it comes to illnesses and, and other things like that, we've programmed our body to to reciprocate or um, regurgitate whatever we gave to it during mm-hmm. those times. And it can take years and years and years before it manifests. And then we're like, what is this bloody thing? Cancer in my, t- you know, in yeah. my kidney or whatever. But there's, I, I absolutely a hundred percent believe that like we're, yeah. we're storing those things inside of us yeah. or other people are storing them for us. So, um, so we're going to wrap up here so we can have a message from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we'll come back and, and hit it hard next time. So we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Um, we're talking a little bit about the break. I was commenting on uh, Kylie's comment about we're in this bitch. Like, I'm, up in here. <laughs> I'm in here. Um, so I've done a couple of times where I've done the mirror exercise. I've done it for a few of my clients where if you guys don't know what the mirror exercise is, it's where you stare at yourself in the mirror without looking at anything else except your eyes for like five to 10 minutes and it can get a little freaky. Yeah. I didn't know that was an exercise, but it I've is an exercise. It. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody kind of does it every once in a while, but like to actually look yourself in the eye consciously on purpose and then to start to see the separation between body and spirit oh, yeah. is really something. Mm-hmm. So like, let's get into that because like as an incarnate body, I believe in my own philosophy that we choose the bodies that we come into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a past life regression a couple of weeks ago. We we're talking about the incarnations and in between life. And I overtook this body at four. Mm. And so, cause I was actually in another body um, in the seventies and then I got killed in a car crash and then reincarnated right back in because the, the one that was inside of my body was like, yo, I want out. So <laughs> I chose this one, huh. um, which sounds really out there. I know. Um, anyway, not to me. Yeah, <laughs> not, to us. not to us. Safe space. Soul tribe. You want to touch on that? Yeah. Um, about the mirror exercise, sure. or just about anything, self love. Anything. We're here to just. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she's just made some very interesting faces. Yeah, you guys are like, oh my god, you're so beautiful, but I will win, like, I will win an ugly face contest, and I have no shame. Because she chose this body. I did, I did. I know, I really do believe that, though, yeah. I, that you choose your body, and that took me a really long time to, like, accept, because I was like, why the hell would I choose a body that hurts and feels like shit all the mm-hmm. time? Because I do, with my rheumatoid arthritis, I feel like not a 27-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 28, 27, 28. 27. I'll be 28 in December. <laughs> um, but I feel physically like way older than that. And I come into the realization that I chose this at some point, you know, before I, I came to this earth, I was like, okay, this is going to be my mission. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm here for. Um, you're going to have to overcome this, this and that. And then to be like, why would I choose to feel like shit? And then Mm -hmm. to really take a step back and be like, it's all part of it. Mm -hmm. And once you, it's almost like when I learned that that was all a part of it, a lot of my pain goes away. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that it's all in my head because, you know, I had years of doctors saying, oh, it's in your head. Because, you know, with fibromyalgia pain, they're like, well, you can't see anything. (laughs) Um, I guess that's what doctors sound like. Yeah. so yeah, no, they were telling me it was all in my head, but you know, I, I know what I feel like. And, you know, with this spiritual awakening process, I've learned a lot about energy and how it manifests physically in the body. And I know that we were talking about that earlier, but yeah, when I, I feel my best self, when I am, I'm in this body, mm-hmm. I am in this body. When And when I say that, it's not like I'm you know, I do mentally disconnect myself from my body. Yeah. And like almost as if you're like a tiny person in there, yeah. except I think we're like balls of light or whatever. Yeah. We're light bodies overtaking this body and I'm moving, you know, this robot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like that. And I feel like when you, when you take yourself really like out of this avatar self that we mm-hmm. are all like embodying on this 3d plane, you really start to not care so much that you have fucking cellulite on your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like, I have black hairs that grow on my chest. Like, big fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? But like, before, yes. I'm like, oh my god, the, the world, world is ending. Yes. I can't even go outside because I got a hair on my upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, it's still, I'll be honest. Like, yeah, when I feel like I'm buying into the illusion that is this reality mm-hmm. and is our ego society, driven. this mm-hmm. ego driven, just like, women only exist to please men and only exist to be pretty and be skinny and have these tight perky boobs and whatever right. all of this all this bullshit that we memory glands yeah seriously all this get me started i just got done <laughs> breastfeeding my two-year-old so okay well all this bullshit but okay so question for you kylie uh-huh. why do you believe that your saggy boobs no Rock of better words. I didn't mean it like that. Why do you believe your shrunken So boobs? you think I have saggy shrunken boobs? No, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm, I'm dying so, right now. Well, what I was going to challenge her is just to, like, ask yourself, why Why do I think that cellulite on my ass is ugly? Why does Kylie think Important. that her, yeah. her boobs are that are no longer full of milk are not beautiful? And it's just because we've been told. Right. That it's not, you know, and, and when you think about it like that, it's really as simple as it's just like programming 
it's like, a, like Aaliyah was mentioning earlier, it's a software program, mm -hmm. literally, that has been downloaded into our computer, this avatar self, and if, if that is the case, then you can you can change that software program. Oof, you, can yes. up, you can plug in a new upgrade. hard drive and upgrade, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. Which is really hard to do oh, yeah. when it's, you know, even just taking your family programming out of it mm -hmm. and everything that you've gotten downloads from them. Yeah. You have the media, you have social media, yeah. you have all of that in social media, you know. You have boys telling you this. Yeah. Like, yes. Those yeah. of us who are single, like that, that is a whole nother yeah. ball game of mm -hmm. like what, what you find, the way that you're being treated based on the way that you look. Yeah. And uh, I, I struggle so much with body image while I was dating, which is why I'm not dating right now, because it's just like, I'm a much peaceful, more peaceful place. Um, but that downloading of that subconscious information of like okay the girl with the ass that don't quit and the size like you know water bottle waist is like oh that's what's desirable if yeah. I have you know cellulite or a few rolls or I don't fit in that that little 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 box mm -hmm. then I'm not I'm not someone in the hierarchy of value very high mm -hmm. and so men will look at me as like okay I'll just fuck you mm -hmm. but you're not you're not gonna be my trophy wife mm -hmm. like so I don't, yeah. I don't have that problem so yeah um which is which is can be incredibly damaging to my own self-image but which is why I'm just like I've just kind of tossed men away for this year but <laughs> they're canceled, but for, for, they're canceled. <laughs> they're canceled. Um, <laughs> But to have peace about who I who I feel like I am inside of this avatar. So something I want to talk about is that, like for myself, I have a really hard time grounding mm -hmm. and staying in my body. So for yes. myself, being highly spiritual person, I spend most of my time in my heart chakra and above. Mm -hmm. Like I don't root myself down, and I got sacral blocks, I got root blocks, and everything. So when I go to sleep, I'm always traveling and going somewhere else, and I don't really sleep because I'm I'm dreaming and I'm fighting battles and I'm doing whoop, God knows what, what I'm doing when I'm out there. <laughs> But I don't feel, I have this kind of dissonance with my body. And so I don't treat myself very well when, when you're talking about the nurturing, like picking this versus this mm -hmm. and doing habits, making sure that I go to the gym and things because I don't have this connection to this material plane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, that makes and, a lot of sense. Which is wonderful because it got to the point where I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah. I don't live without the body. But it's like, no, that's still part of the game mm -hmm. that of like earth being on earth is yeah. that you have to be in your body. And I feel yeah. like this disembodied kind of like tethered spirit, if you will, that doesn't feel connected to my body. So I don't treat this vehicle. I'll take care very, very good care of this vehicle. So for myself personally, I, I don't fear death, which mm. is kind of not great. Um, because like if I have a quote unquote scare or I had a, what I would call consider a cancer scare that I didn't tell many people about, um, that I had this area in my hip or my pelvis area or whatever could have been an ovarian cancer could have been a lot of things. Mm. Um, turns out it's nothing but it for years I had pain and they were like oh it's just you know this they wouldn't like look at it properly or whatever I'm like it's probably cancer I'm probably gonna die in like 2.5 years but I wasn't I didn't feel connected to that in a way where I felt scared like I needed to save this body mm -hmm. and that that kind of dissonance I don't know necessarily is a spiritual thing I think it had to do more with my own self-hate mm -hmm. and me feeling mm -hmm. like wow. I just feel so disconnected from this body that I don't care what happens to it mm -hmm. so I'm gonna spend my time fantasy over here in the, the higher realms which like it's fun to play over there but right. I still have work to do here I have a purpose right. that I came down here for so like Aaliyah get your shit together mm -hmm. you know kind of thing of like hey like take care of this vehicle otherwise you're going to kind of pay the price you mm -hmm. won't have to come back but also <laughs> like on that it's so beautiful that like your body is designed to survive 
I mean, that's like essentially what these like 3D Earth bodies are like physiologically wired for is survival. And so like, I think it's, I mean, obviously maybe like you mentioned that it's maybe not something that's serving you the most. Yeah. Um, but it's still beautiful that like your body went into disassociate in a, mm-hmm. into a disassociative state because it feels that self hatred to protect you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so your body actually did what it's supposed to do. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. I think about people who um, who have suicidal tendencies mm-hmm. and how disconnected they are from their body. Mm-hmm. And um, some people that I know who I feel like are deeply connected to the higher realms feel so disassociated with being on earth that it's so difficult for them to feel like they can exist here. And that's why they end up self-harming or deciding to leave or whatever, because they can't connect. So I think it's important that we're able to integrate the two because we have to serve in both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a balance because I think there's a lot of value in being able to disconnect and Mm -hmm. being like, not like, oh, I have another body waiting for me. It's just going to be thrown away. Um, but it's going through the other way is like I used to really fear death. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was like anxiety ridden, which I don't know if that was religious programming or what. But now that I'm like, okay, you know, my, I might come back someday. And then um, it doesn't have to be so scary. Yeah. Because um, now that I firmly believe that I chose to be here, it's like, okay, well, my higher self knows what she's doing. <laughs> I'm just going to trust the process mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to be here. But I was going to say something else about that. Um, I'm sure I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. There's a book. Um, I've talked to Ali and Kylie about it quite a bit. Ramtha. Um, it's the a, white it's a book. channel. Yeah, yeah. Ramtha, the white book is what it's called. And it's a channeled material. But it um, sort of how we're all just saying that we chose to be here. And he ramp the it not he ramp the talks about how um he it basically just says that the reason we are here is because we chose to be which i you guys obviously just said that but Mm -hmm. i was like wow like i'm here for no other reason than i chose to be here Mm -hmm. which is like really beautiful because i am somebody who has had suicidal Mm tendencies not not tendencies i um have had suicidal ideations for um, a really, really long time. I don't necessarily have them much anymore just as I've been doing this healing work, but, um, I had them for a long time. And, um, I think sort of just, obviously I had to do a lot of work to get myself out of that space. But now that I can look back on where I was and I was like, I even chose to be there in that moment Mm, still, you know? So, and that, even that, um, is to to bring it back to self-love that's an act of self-love or maybe if somebody is so unbearably unable to function on this planet and they feel like the most self-loving thing to do is to love you know what I'm saying so that's why I feel like again self-love isn't like you you mentioned earlier it's not black and white like it's really not across the board and sometimes who are we to say to somebody else what is the most self-loving thing to do you know what I'm saying because oftentimes when we act out of self-love for ourselves it very well may hurt and disappoint other people yeah I had remembered what I was going to say, uh, talking about like how it's kind of like a spectrum or a balance of, you know, on one end, not being rooted enough that you're just kind of like, okay, well, I don't really have a fear of death where, whereas the, when I feel the most rooted, cause you said you have troubles of feeling rooted and I know you meditate and I'm sure mm-hmm. you do like root chakra mm-hmm. meditations all the time. <laughs> I have one that's really, really good. That's almost like. I don't know, like waking up my Kundalini. Like, I'm, just, like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> really For good. those who don't know, Kundalini is not a uh, 
a sexual practice or anything. No, <laughs> no, but like it's breaking up. Too. It's not a euphemism for vagina. <laughs> That's okay. true. But your root chakra is very close to that area. I say. Um, but another good exercise that I've done before is after I've like solely focused on the root chakra for one just meditation is when you're walking around picture roots coming out of your feet and every time you take a step you have your roots coming down to the inside of the earth and kind of connecting to mother earth Mm -hmm. and that's another good way to just remain grounded so Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe try that or for people who are listening that have trouble staying staying grounded without a mirror being like I'm in here (laughs) just walk around picturing roots coming out of your feet Mm -hmm. and that's a really good way to stay grounded Mm -hmm. so nice so now that you guys we're all woke here I guess um the woke show um, what does it look like for you now to practice self-love? Like how, now that we're, we're above or gotten past or recognized and became more aware of our own traumas and our programmings and all that kind of stuff, we're using all this language and we're all like, oh, okay, we're in our little group. Um, now that we're here, what does self-love practice look like for you daily? Yeah. Um, I guess I could, I could touch on that. Um, just for me, what immediately came up is motherfucking boundaries. <laughs> um, Emma is the queen of boundaries. Like if I need to know anything about boundaries, which coming into this family, um, there were no boundaries ever. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I don't mean to cut no, you off, fine. but just to know, like I've seen how far Emma has come with boundaries I'm like I'm going to Emma because I don't know and she does so thanks Kylie I appreciate that yeah I think for me um just like I think the first time I truly chose myself I believe um is when I decided to stop messing with people who are not messing with people stop being in relationship with people who just hurt me Mm -hmm. um And unfortunately, or actually not unfortunately, because it is what it is, and it's all for a greater purpose than I can even imagine, but not for I was about to say it again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a subconscious thing. Um, It just so happens to be that those people um, were my family members and people that I was really close with. But um, yeah, so I was saying that I feel like the first time I I really chose myself was when when I decided to stop engaging with those people who clearly didn't have my best interests in mind. And we just engaged with each other because we were family and that's what we were supposed to do. And so, um, like I have a lot of people blocked and I don't engage with them at all. Um, and some may say that's harsh, but I think it's really, really, it's it's self-protection. Um, it's self-preservation and ultimately it's really, really, um, loving of the self just because I those people have shown me who they are and they they have shown me what they're about and who they are and what they're about I'm not that's not who I am and that's not what I'm about so there's a huge disconnect there and so I'm not going to engage with people that treat me like shit yeah so right well when your vibrations are being put off and they're so different and you just basically don't vibe yeah it's going to make you feel energetically wrong yeah. and you, yeah. And you're like, something's wrong. And that's when you start to notice like something's wrong and I didn't eat anything funky. <laughs> it's probably What's a person. Going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for self-love with me, and I'm sure you have, Emma is a, an amazing writer. I don't know if any of our listeners have had the opportunity to read her stuff. Um, she types away you just always write but with me like I um it's harder for me uh to find time for self-love now that I'm a mom um especially now that I'm just learning what self-love is it's different than just self-care yeah um 
And so being able to find something that really, you know, meditating is a huge thing for me uh, to really ground myself. Mm -hmm. And when I'm grounded, that's when I love myself. Mm -hmm. When I'm not grounded, I care what my hair looks like. I care everything of my appearances. But when I'm grounded, I love myself Mm -hmm. and I don't care. And so that for me, self-love is meditation and I don't do it every day. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see that with me. Like I will have days where I'm like, "Mm, I wish I did this or I wish (laughs) it was that, which was the programming that comes through. Um, But no, it's amazing that I have family members that I'm with right now that, and including my husband, that gives me the time to say, go, Mm -hmm. go do this for you. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing. So yeah, the number one thing for me is meditation because that's the only way that I can step into myself and love myself. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I want to um, ask you another question since you're the only one who has a child. Yeah. That um, how do you feel that your own self-love or how important is your own self-love to Grayson, your child, and like how he, he observes you both? Yeah. Well, I'm actually reading this book called The Awakened Family mm-hmm. by Dr. Dr. Shivali. Oh, yes. man. I, I love, love her. her. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, and her, the basically the premise of the book is, you know, not parenting out of your ego mm-hmm. because, and really allowing the child to kind of be, um, show you your triggers. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. The child is your teacher. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And <laughs> so when Grayson is throwing a fit or, you know, which I've really learned to look at him and she says this in her book, really look at him as like a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. He's not your property. He's, you're not here to control them. <clears throat> and you know, it's not all black and white where I'm like, Oh, you have zero boundaries. You have zero <laughs> rules. Stand on the table. Um, <laughs> he does. You gotta learn today. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, really being able to shift that perspective of looking at as like, um, my property or I should control him or own him and looking in as a spiritual being and not projecting my ego, um, really forces me to remain present when Mm -hmm. I'm parenting. Um, So when he does have those fits and um, how I react is how I'm feeling at that moment. And when I start to see myself get a little anxious because I don't know how to handle the situation, um, that's when I'm like, okay, I could choose to take this moment to recenter myself. And why is this triggering me? Mm. Um, And a lot of my triggers do come down to you know, self-hatred mm-hmm. and the programming mm-hmm. that I've had. So um, I get to use those opportunities as um, learning moments and self-love moments. Yeah. So, That's your, your catalysts essentially for yeah. deeper mm-hmm. self-love. Absolutely. Which is wonderful. Um, let's what see for doing, myself. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Uh, you know, <clears throat> actually both of you guys touched on kind of the things for me for my, it's my meditation time. Mm-hmm for me to spend time by myself. Um, I'm an extreme extrovert, mm-hmm. textbook extrovert. However, mm-hmm. I'm an extreme empath also. Yeah. So I will have these swing states of like, I want to talk to everybody. No one talked to me. Like, <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of a, like a balance in between the two, but um, boundaries is something that I had not practiced for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And so every year since, I mean, I, I've named, I named my years. I'm really like into new years. <laughs> and so I named my years and this year was the year of peace. Mm-hmm. And last year was the year of intuition. Um, the year before was the year of healing. And so, and I can't remember the rest, but, <laughs> um, this year was the year of peace. And I said, I, you know, ultimately 
everything that I've been, I've been extending myself or whatever. I need to learn how to live in peace because ultimately that's the only thing I really want to experience. Mm. So not that like tumultuous things can't come up or whatever, but in the areas that I can affect and not even control, but affect or influence, um, where does my peace come from? Mm. And so when it comes to my body, um, at first that looked like at the beginning of the year, I was going to the gym every day and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I had this really great routine. Um, but as my work schedule picked up, it was like becoming more of like, uh, you know, like a struggle mm-hmm. to get to the gym every morning and then having this self guilt behind it. Oh, I don't work out as long mm-hmm. as I should have, or I shouldn't, this, there's a lot of shame involved with my body. And I said, you know what? I, as an act of self love, I'm just giving myself off. Mm-hmm. because I don't want to have this inner turmoil constantly about what I should be doing. I want to take the word should out of my vocabulary yeah. because it's just toxic in yeah. its nature mm-hmm. of what I think should be happening. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, what would it look like to be more present and to say, okay, right now I need more sleep mm-hmm. today. I need more sleep instead of getting up early and going to the gym I desperately need more sleep. Um, I sleep very little. I'm a four to six hours kind of person. Um, It's not on on purpose either. It's just because I wake up in the middle of the night, like nonstop downloads downloads (laughs) and spirits, like three and four in the morning, always get me up and I can't go back to sleep. So, um, and then I have to get up in the morning. (laughs) Our street parking makes you move the car at six 30 in the morning. Um, so I have to get up and move. And then by the time I get up, I'm a morning person. So I'm, I'm up, I'm mm-hmm. awake. So I've read something or I looked at something and my brain is on. Mm-hmm. So I just don't sleep very much, but self-love looked like me. Stop shitting on myself about what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, especially when in terms with my body, I said next year, as I now I've taken off, I'm not doing weddings so much anymore. And I'm not like pushing myself to the limit of how much work I can take on mm-hmm. because I can mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to take a step back. This is what self-love looks for me next year. So I wanted to start, I want to start a yoga practice, yeah. uh, like a proper yoga practice to have sun salutations or whatever. <laughs> that is an act of self-love for me because it's something I wanted to get into last year and I wasn't able to carry it over because of my schedule. And so, and those of you guys listening, I don't hear any bullshit about like, Oh, well you could have, you can just get up a little bit earlier. But no, like in my actual day, like if you actually, <laughs> actually saw what my schedule looked like. I literally have been traveling every single weekend, yeah. every four days I'm going somewhere. So it's been a little bit chaotic anyway. So that's what that looked like in order to, to regain control of my life. It was to l- essentially let go of what I thought should be happening. It was mm-hmm. to let go of control. Mm-hmm. So self-love looked like me going, you know what? That's okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I want peace. I don't want, I don't feel bad about this. So I'm going to have peace instead. It meant also letting go of toxic relationships, family members, the other things or whatever. It's not that I let go or push anyone out. It was just a matter of me going, okay, you know, you're not really trying to be a part of my life. Yeah. I'm not going to feel bad about this anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to require you to fulfill the obligation anymore. So where, whatever you want, you know, be that. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge you for it. Like yeah. you want to yeah. walk out of my life. I, I still love you, but you know, go ahead. Like, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you anymore. Yeah. So that's this year what self love looked like. Yeah. Last year, it looked completely different, and it wasn't self love at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You evolved. You've evolved. Yeah. I was evolving and changing. Yeah, I love what you said there, just about like um, the word should, because mm-hmm. I I use it very very sparingly, only like when it's very necessary. Um, but I, you were talking about the sleep thing and that's something that's been like interesting for me to just sort of observe myself too, because I sleep for 10 hours a night, mm-hmm. maybe 12 sometimes just because I'm, I 
pretty much have adrenal fatigue, I think. Yeah. Um, I haven't been like officially diagnosed, but just from all the trauma and stuff. And so I felt a lot of shame around that where I was like, oh my God, I'm being lazy. I'm sleeping till 9 30, 10 in the morning sometimes. And I feel horrible about myself. I'm lazy, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, who says I'm lazy? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then, then I go in that like should like spiral, like a shame um, cycle, essentially, like you were talking about. And then I'm like, then I have to recenter myself and I'm like, okay, self-love isn't black and white. Aaliyah mm-hmm. only needs six hours of sleep and that's beautiful. That's not me. You know what I'm saying? I probably need more, but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> I probably need less. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, I just feel like comparison is really, really something that um, I know every single oh, yeah. human mm-hmm. in the universe struggles with. But I think that's, um, I think of a Bible verse that's like comparison is the thief of joy. joy, but it really <laughs> is. Yeah. Like that was a good one. <laughs> Don't read much else in the Bible, but that was actually it's very accurate. And yeah. I feel like it's also the um, is antidote the right word. Antidote. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? comparison would be the antidote to self love? Like the, the enemy of self love. Yeah. What does antidote mean? I don't even know. You know what I'm trying to say? There's anecdote and antidote. Okay. Like antidote cures. Anecdote is like a, a situation almost. Okay, like so anecdotal. Like actually, response. not what I was trying to go. I'm a writer, dude. That's really sad. Whatever. We're on pressure. The microphone is that on is and it's true. blue and it's blinking. I'm like sweating right now. Interesting that you said that, though. Like the comparison. That's another reason why social media is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's why I just don't really get on anymore. Yeah. I just, yeah. uh, and that's another self-love thing that I could do for myself yeah. is to just not engage in social media mm-hmm. because that's when I will go down a rabbit hole of comparison. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should chop my hair off or maybe I should keep it <laughs> Don't long. cut your and hair off. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even about just my hair. Like, I don't complain about just my hair. It's my body. <laughs> it's my mom body. It's everything. Like, and here comes the word should. I should look like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all those bloggers that are out there um, that... Photoshop their bodies in Facetune. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I just, I can't engage unless it is something that is going to make me love myself more. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm not strong enough to be on social media yeah. and scroll. Yeah. yeah. Because I was going to say that's not to, like, hold you accountable, but, like, that's also where boundaries would come in, too. Yeah, exactly. Because I I get so frustrated when, like, and not that you were saying this at all, but, like, people will be like, social media is so toxic. I'm like, it's toxic because you have no boundaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's toxic if you you allow it to be toxic, but if you allow it to be something that, like, like, me and Aaliyah met on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, like, Like, social media is awesome. It's wonderful. And, like, we're building our brand on Instagram. Like, I connect with so many people, and that's how we share our work and get clients and stuff like that. But that's because that's what we've we've, right. we've made it to be yeah you know right. what I'm saying social and media is what you make it 100 exactly. everything is what you make yeah life yeah. is what you make it <laughs> that's like Hannah Montana song I know isn't it? <laughs> I this is uh like I'm a little older than all y'all so <laughs> Hannah Montana is something my sisters used to watch I have never personally watched Hannah Montana sorry uh, Miley. Miley Cyrus is reading Joe Dispenza right now Oh, yeah, I just saw it on her Instagram. And I'm like, you don't get on Instagram. Well, sometimes (laughs) I do. But I actually have to say, I do say, I will say that, um, oh, what did I (laughs) say? Something about Instagram. Miley Cyrus. Well, before then. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back as Kylie remembers what she was about to say. And we're back. Kylie, you're on. Okay, I remembered. <laughs> um, 
I will blame it on being a mom. Mom brain <laughs> is a real thing. But that's another thing about Instagram. Um, I guilt trip myself and I will tie this into self-love because um, I will shame the crap out of myself if I spend uh, any amount of time on my phone and then I'm like, I'm a bad mom. I did not spend any time with my son and I will go into a cycle of shame of I'm not a good enough mom. And, you know, which brings me back to my trauma of my birth, which Mm. was insane and not my birth, my son's birth. Mm -hmm. Um, but shame is a real thing. And um, that's another reason why comparison. And then I will see these moms on Facebook and I'm like, oh, they could do it all. They can take all these cool pictures and look beautiful and be an amazing mom and make money by doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's another reason why I, I like real. Try, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another reason why I just don't get on Instagram at times. Um, but if it's but an, yeah. as an act of self-love for yourself, like yeah. as you're at where you're at, like that's what you need. Right. And so exactly. making it's sure that balance. you fight for what it is that you need and mm-hmm. you, make, you make those boundaries, you draw those lines and do those things that you need to do in order. To, like for some people, it looks like being on Instagram more, right. investing more time into it. It looks like spinning every day in the gym. It looks like, right. you know, like, I don't know, that's sleeping 10 hours voice. a day or so whatever true. that is, yeah. but it looks different for everybody and us to be Unfortunately, we just live in this such a comparison and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like com- competitive society mm-hmm. and the way that we look at other people, capitalism. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can appreciate it in some stretches and others not, mm-hmm. but like it, we look at other people to, to measure ourselves against. And you know what? Humans are the only ones that really do that mm-hmm. because like we punish ourselves over and over and over for the same thing yeah. dogs don't do that they yeah. tore up the trash once they're gonna go do it again mm-hmm. but they're not sitting here looking at themselves and being Such like oh a... man i feel so guilty about that and then you know? a month later they're like shit i forgot this? about it you know so it's just like it, we we look at we relive our our traumas we live relive our mistakes and we go back and forth and find ways to continue to denigrate ourselves yeah. and it's like why that why do we do that other other mammals don't do that like i, I was gonna say sorry i didn't mean yeah, to cut okay. you off there i really feel like religion has a lot to do with that because and I don't know I don't know like exactly when religion was introduced into humanity or whatever or if there was like any semblance of right or wrong before that but I think um at least in in my uh, in my western religion yes western Mm -hmm. religion um because they just pound into your heads like that's wrong and this is right and you should do this and not be doing that and that's satanic and (laughs) just all this stuff tarot cards yes and it's (laughs) it's so fear-based like it's just Mm -hmm. so I mean, what's we've behind been, all that? It's, we have to act this way because if you if you act the other way, you're going to go to hell. So it's always the fear it's of, of hell, you know? And but so, it gets rid of our wholeness. Yes. Like, like if we extend, if we get rid of our power and we give it over to someone else, like a priest or preacher or whoever, then, or God even, like we, we append our power. Yeah. We don't, we don't retain it anymore. So we're judging ourselves and always looking back and forth and seeing how, can we do better? But we never can do better. Nothing yeah. is ever enough. Yeah. Like nothing's ever enough. We're in this insatiable, like grinding machine that goes over and over and over. And we keep reliving those mistakes because it is the only way, like it's essentially like a, a complacency versus contentment thing. Mm-hmm. Like if we actually accept ourselves as we are, then we become complacent yeah. and we're not striving to be the best that we can yes, be. And so it's true. like, that's so, so much bullshit. Like I got a friend who, Every time I see him, he's got a new goal, a new thing or whatever. And I'm like, do you like, 
Is it is there just like a time where you don't have something new that you're working on or yeah. you're not trying to do something or like kill yourself in the next marathon or whatever? <laughs> like, is there, you know, and I asked him directly, I said, do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before. Wow. Um, and I, I'm, I'm like, do you? He was like, no. Mm-hmm. And wow. just like point blank. And I was like, do you ever have moments where you love yourself? And he's like, I don't think so. Mm. I'm always looking for that next thing, but that mm-hmm. next thing never gives me what I think I'm looking for. So exactly. I have to find another thing. Yeah. And so, but if you ever got to accept who you were for, for instance, like, I mean, with my own body issues and myself and saying like, if I allow myself self love, then I've really become complacent. And I can't get to my goal. Me being mean to myself and self hatred is the motivation that's mm-hmm. going to get me to my goal. So I can finally be skinny. But guess what? Once I'm skinny, I'm not going to love myself. I'm going to find another reason to pick myself and say that because the people who treat themselves the best and do take care of themselves are the ones who love themselves. Like you don't, you don't come and arrive at this like aha moment of like Nirvana from hating yourself the whole way. And then finally reaching there and being like, okay, now I'll love myself. No, you've conditioned that habit over and over and over for so long. This is who you are now. You have to now go back to square one and start again. And I mean, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And that's why I feel like um, just to like tie back in childhood, um, like we were talking about earlier, like you said, go back to square one. And I feel like for a lot of people, it's in childhood. Yes. But it's so interesting because I feel like a lot of people will have these um, deep, deep self-hatred or like codependency issues or just um, just just basically issues. <laughs> um, and they'll be like, they'll, they'll talk to me about them and they'll be like, well, like my, my childhood wasn't that bad or like whatever. And so to tie in what Kylie was talking about earlier, a lot of like the trauma that we have is subconscious. So oftentimes mm-hmm. like we may not even remember, yeah. you know what I mean? Or our childhood was so traumatic that we had to go into denial. And so we minimize mm-hmm. and, and neglect the abuse. Or even completely suppressed. Like you don't even remember. 100%. Absolutely. We had to normalize. Yeah. Or yeah. that, or we had to normalize it so much that we see, um, gaslighting and emotional manipulation and all these really horrible, like really psychologically damaging things as just normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. So, and we accept that behavior too, because once we've learned that from, from those types of behaviors that have happened to us, yeah. how to hate ourselves, yeah. that mm-hmm. this, this becomes a normal feeling. So yeah. we don't think it's that big of a deal Yeah, right. when it, it's massive. Yeah. 100%. It's super, super interesting. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I don't know, just, religion again I feel like it's a huge huge part of why um our society is so disconnected from the self and mm-hmm. so just in these um these just pits of of, of hating ourselves yeah. you yeah. know and we hate one another because we hate ourselves <laughs> yeah well for those who are listening who are not based in Kansas City where we grew up um or mostly grew up there the midwestern bible belt there definitely has a a, a massive effect on culture mm-hmm. here and the way that things and people respond. And I think even just in a Western idealism, there are certain cultural tropes or things that are across the board kind of similar because we grew up in a, you know, we, the people in order, you know, like this is our, our founding fathers essentially on a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. And, um, and not like, and I, I need to, we need to separate because religion is a, is a very blanket term, but like, as far as like when us growing up in Western 90s and 80s Christianity of yeah. where it was then was actually very traumatic for us in the way that we thought about ourselves because it said we were nothing. Yeah. And that type that type of installation or Im- implementation 
uh, is causing what we're seeing across the board, things that a lot of people are struggling with mm-hmm. and why we're having such a difficulty with self-love. Yeah. Because we weren't told as children or supported as children in that circumstance to be aware enough to not have childhoods we needed to recover from. Mm-hmm. And so right. now we're, a, we're, we're becoming parents that are aware enough about that, that your child's not going to have to recover from right. those kinds of things. And if anything, he's going to have to recover from jumping on that table. That you're talking about. <laughs> so from that perspective, we are shifting, I think as a nation or shifting as a, as a collective, mm-hmm. yeah. um, those of us who identify with the term light worker, um, we've come kind of here to raise the vibration of the earth and change the way that old paradigm, that old programming, that old template that kept us suppressed and kept us down for so long mm-hmm. and kept us in that kind of like turning wheel. Like you're, you, you're being raised up to be an employee. You're being raised mm-hmm. up to be someone who buys and into these advertisements that you need more hair products. You yeah. need more eye product. You need more cellulite, whatever, like that we're having to buy into these old programs. Mm-hmm, right. And now there's, you know, now we're sitting in this room talking about these things mm-hmm. and being like, well, you know what? We're not going to subscribe to that anymore. We're changing and shifting yeah. that paradigm. Yeah. So that way those who come after us or even those who are around us, we can heal each other collectively yeah. and move forward yeah. into a better higher vibration, like more healed, more healthy, more loving universe. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I guess that's what I meant. Like when I was talking about religion, I don't, I didn't mean to like, no, you're fine. Just generalize, but just to also say, because I have, well, like some of my best friends are Christians Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's religion per se. That's the, that's the issue. I think it's toxic religion Yeah, and that can, that could, that that could be a whole nother conversation. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, it was so amazing to have you guys here well, on my show. Me. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> um, these women are badass. Please go follow them. Um, tell them where they can find you guys. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, yeah, pretty much just Instagram for the most part right now. Um, my username is at Emma, E-M-M-A, Zek, Z-E-C-K underscore. That's me. Well, if I ever get on Instagram, except <laughs> you, I get on there. Um, my, you could probably just find me through Emma, to be honest. <laughs> I'll be in there somewhere. Kylie's on my page a lot. <laughs> That's true. Um, my username is at K-Y-L-E-E-E-Z-E-C-K. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I love you girls and thank yeah. you for thank you. light working with me today. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. interested in becoming a client for energy coaching, find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.